1-855-821-5900 is the number. Get a hold of Lior that way. There is also help at employmentlawyer.com. And we will get to this very shortly as well. And that is Severance Pay Calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. It is uh, Android, it's Apple, it's tablet, it's your desktop, it's your phone. Make sure you use it before. And uh, especially if you're about to sign a severance offer back, do not until you uh, until you have a look at that app. And there's a contact button at the bottom as well to get a hold of Lior if you have any questions or concerns. But always make that your first stop before you literally sign sign your life away on a uh, substandard severance offer for sure. Uh, Leo, we're going to cover a bunch of emails today because they stack up and people want them answered. So we'll get to that uh, throughout the uh, the next hour. But you always start with the week that was, brother. What do you got going on? Well, John, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really great to be back here. And uh, I'm always uh, very pleased that people listen to the show and they call me after with questions and they want to know more about what we talk about and they want to know more about their rights in the workplace. So that's exactly what the whole point, the whole purpose behind this show, when we conceived of it over five years ago, was to educate people about those rights. People uh, oftentimes uh, have questions. And in the past, it was difficult to get answers or to get real answers. So if you want to know more about your rights in the workplace or how to solve a problem you're dealing with with your boss, with your coworker, uh, with management, then that's what we talk about on this show and every show. And of course, if we don't cover your specific scenario, your specific questions, I want you to call me. I want you to email me uh, so we can talk privately. And, and we'll give you that contact information throughout the show. And week that was, John, where I talk about uh, two situations that I saw or that came across uh, my desk just over the past few days. Uh, first situation, I spoke to a very nice uh, older woman who had been employed for, with the company for many years. Now, this lady uh, doesn't drive, or, or, or she may drive, but she certainly doesn't own a car. Mm. And she always used to take uh, public transportation to work. She was a very short bus drive from her uh, office. She was in a bookkeeping job for many, many years. Uh, it would probably take her about you know, 25, 30 minutes to get uh, to and from work. Well, recently, the company decided to relocate. And they relocated about about 15 kilometers away. Not a huge move, but this uh, specific location where they moved to did not have accessible uh, public transportation. Instead of taking one bus, you know, from her doorstep all the way to the office, she would have to take two or three buses potentially, uh, either two buses on long walk or three buses. And and she said, well, instead of half hour, it'd probably take me an hour and a half, maybe two hours to get to work. And she was very upset. She wasn't driving and she didn't know what to do. She was really the only one in her workplace that was affected this way. The other people said, yeah, okay, it's, a, it's not that big a deal for us. And she wanted to know what does this mean for her? Well, here's the thing, John. If this impacts her to this effect, that instead of taking 30 minutes to get to work, it's going to take three or four times that much, Obviously, that's a big change. And because it's such a big change, because it impacts her in this way, that is a constructive dismissal. Now, if she had a car, and this would only increase her commute by, let's say, 10 minutes or something like that, it would not be a big deal, and it would not be a constructive dismissal. But for her, in her specific situation, having worked there for all these years, that is a very, very big change. And she does not have to accept it. She doesn't have to consider uh, commuting two hours each way. And if she decides to leave, it's not, in the eyes of the law, a resignation. It's a termination. So I want everyone else to understand that if your job is changed in a way, it doesn't have to be a relocation, but if it's changed in a way that impacts you significantly, it may not impact someone else in the same way, but it impacts you in a big way. You may have the right, you may have the option 
to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. And that's what she's going to do. She was so relieved. By gosh, the relief in her voice when she realized that she doesn't have to do this and she's not walking away from all these years of service. She'll get compensated. So I think, John, there's a very important lesson there for everyone. I think with this this, uh, this lady, it was pretty cut and dry, but some people thought they might think in the same situation, well, you know what, It's you know, I do like the gig. Maybe I can give it a shot, see if it works with my lifestyle. They can do that, right? Yeah, they could. Certainly with a change like this where you don't know if you're going to be okay with the extra commute. You want to try it out, see how it impacts you. You, yeah. you can and you should try it, frankly. But I want you to do two things. Number one is tell the company that's what you're doing. Tell the company you're trying it out. You're not necessarily committing to doing this forever. Number one. And number two, only try it out for a short period of time. Right. A few weeks, if you try it out for a few months, you're going to be considered to have accepted the change. And at that point, it's too late. So anytime you face a change, you only have a very small window, usually a few weeks, and that's it to try it out. But you should tell the company that's what you're doing. one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of Lior and the team against severancepaycalculator.com to find out what your severance really should be, the proper amount. Uh, email show, here we go. Fred, first one out, says uh, my employer found out that I was looking for another job, I was fired on the spot, and I have not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything? So, John, this is obviously an interesting situation. I can understand why an employer would not be happy with uh, an employee that's out there looking for another job. I understand that. There probably would hurt the employer's ego and and, et cetera. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. That said, that's not misconduct. There's nothing wrong with looking for another job. Uh, There's really nothing wrong. So you can't be punished for that. Now, if you're spending all your time at work instead of working, looking for another job, well, that's time theft. If you're at work, you should be working. But if you're otherwise just looking for a job, the company finds out about it, they can't punish you. They can't say you've done something wrong. They can't fire you for cause. They can't do anything to you. So, no, in this particular situation, this person hasn't done anything wrong. He can't be punished. He can't be fired. Uh, and, and there's an important lesson there that employers do often pull the trigger and try to terminate for a cause before they should, before the employee did something that's bad enough to deserve that type of a termination. And if that happens, you really should call me because that means you've been wrongfully dismissed. Should the employer have taken some time possibly of getting word that this employer's uh, employee is doing this? Maybe get IT to look through his you know, Google searches. He's spending all day on employment you know, websites looking for jobs. Well, again, time theft, that's different, right? Yeah. Time theft has nothing to do with the fact that he's looking for another job. It has to do with the fact that he's doing something other than working. Yeah, he could be on Amazon all he day. He could be on Amazon. Right. He could be chatting with his friends on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. The reality is, yes, if you're working, you should be working. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone checks their emails or may check their Facebook account, and it's expected. So you can't be fired because you logged on to Facebook. But if you're spending an excessive amount of time sure. doing th- things you're not supposed to be doing when you're getting paid to work, well, that's a problem. At that point, your employer is going to be concerned and they should be able to punish you. But even in that situation, John, a termination for cause may be premature because an employer is expected to build up a case first to provide the warnings before it terminates for cause. So if the employer jumped the gun, again, wrongful dismissal. one 821 5900 severancepaycalculator.com. Always use it. Check it out as we, uh, we take a short break here. And more of your emails coming up. You want to send one, help at employmenthour.com as well. This is the Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio.
1-855-821-5900. The number severancepaycalculator.com. Use that all the time. You want to find out what your severance should be. There's a contact button at the bottom. You want to get a hold of Lior and the team. And there's absolutely no charge for using that uh, either. Help at employmenthour.com. That is the email address you can use. And we're reading those today, getting some answers. Sean says, uh, can I be fired for cause because the company says that I took products out of the warehouse? Even though there's no proof, I was not given any severance. You know, I'll say this, John. Whenever someone gets fired for cause and says the company doesn't have any proof, I actually get a bit worried because what I would hope Sean would say is they told me I was taking products and I didn't. <laughs> right, I never they, thought I didn't do that. it. I don't know what they're talking they about. They can't prove that I did. Yeah, yeah. but that's the thing. <laughs> if, if they just don't have the ability to prove it, I get more concerned. Yeah, right. But, but in all seriousness, yes, if a company is going to let you go for cause because of misconduct, yes, the company does have the obligation to prove that you did what they say that you did. You don't have to disprove it. The company has to prove it. So how do they do that? Well, depending on it, maybe there's a video, maybe there's witnesses, whatever it is. And if they can't prove it, then they can't let you go for cause or they can't justify a termination for cause. Now, when it comes to things such as stealing, if you did it, even if you're not sure if the company can prove it, leave it be, okay? Because they're going to find out at some point that you stole and you know, stealing is the kind of the ultimate punishment. If you stole, the company's going to let you go for cause. But if you know you didn't do it, and certainly the company can't prove it, well, certainly they can't prove anything if you didn't actually do it, right. then that's a wrongful dismissal. And as I said there earlier in the previous segment, it's very common. Gosh, I see this every day where companies try to terminate for cause or say that they have cause, say that they have, quote unquote, the goods against the person <laughs> to let them go for cause when they really don't. So again, if that happens, you know what to do. You call me, you email me, and we'll talk about it. one 821 5900 is that number. Lisa, next up, says, I quit my job because my employer owed me more than $5,000 in overtime and vacation pay, and he refused to pay. I asked for payment many times, and he always promised that he would pay. But, uh, you know, big shock, never did. Is there something that I can do to get the money owing? Well, yeah, not only uh, money owing, there's more to it than that. Listen, it's a very fundamental thing. We work, we get paid what we're owed. Yeah. Okay. It's that. It's kind of the agreement. It's the deal. That's the essence of a job. I go to work, you pay me what you owe me. And some of what you owe me is overtime. If I work overtime, you have to pay me that. And the other thing you owe me is you owe me vacation pay because that's what the law says. You have to pay me if I work for you. So if the company doesn't pay that, if the company doesn't pay the full amount, if they stall, if they drag their feet and they don't want to do it, well, that's a breach of the terms of employment. It's their breach of the agreement. So what does that mean? Number one, it means, yeah, you absolutely can get it, either by way of Ministry of Labor or or, or through me, you can get what you're owed. But it's more than that. Because they've breached the terms of employment, because they've done something that's so fundamentally wrong, that is a constructive dismissal. If you're owed money and the company won't pay it to you or delays paying it to you or comes up with excuses, you may be able to say enough is enough. Okay, you owe me the money. I work for that. You're not paying it to me. So I'm going to treat that as a constructive dismissal. I'm going to leave now, get you to pay me my severance and move on. So not only can you get what you're owed, that's a given, but you could potentially get out of there, get Mm -hmm. your full severance and not have to deal with the employer that doesn't pay you what they're owed. So if that's what happened in this situation, Call me. Let's talk about the severance. Let's talk about what you're owed. The company has to pay what it owes. They have to pay a vacation pay. Does a company or an employer have to provide you with vacation? 
So the company has to allow you to take vacation time. Absolutely. We oh. talked about that, I think, on one of the shows last week where an individual uh, was working for the company and the company was busy and they wouldn't let him take vacation. Right, right. So no, you have to be allowed to take vacation. The company does have the flexibility to schedule vacation. So you don't necessarily get to decide. Many companies would let you tell, tell them when you go on vacation. But companies may say, I decided that this year you're taking vacation in April, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But the reality is if they don't do that and if you want to take vacation, they cannot say to you, no, we're too busy, no vacation for you this year, let's see next year. That's, that's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. That could also be a constructive dismissal. In other words, it's illegal. Uh, Daniel's up next. Again, help at employmenthour.com says, I got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot. No compensation. I've always been a, a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? That, that is a very common question that I get when someone is let go. They call me about getting their job back. Yep. They call me because they feel that they shouldn't have lost their job in the first place. So all they really want to do is go back to the way things were to do their job, to go wake up in the morning, go to work, come home at the end of the day and keep doing that. The reality is that in most cases, the law cannot make an employer take you back. Even if they've done, uh, even if they've done it wrong, even sure. if they let you go for the wrong reason or for no reason, it's a question of compensation. Now, in this situation, if you got into an argument with with the boss, uh, well, you may have, maybe you quit, maybe they let you go. If it all happened in the heat of the moment, you are allowed, or the company is required, I should say, to take you back. And if they don't, it's a termination. So even if you got into an argument and you said something, the company let you go because of it, that's probably not cause unless what you said was awful. Or if you resigned in the heat of the moment, again, heat of the moment resignations are not valid if you take them back. So I would contact the company, tell them you want to come back to work, that you're fine continuing to work. And if they won't take you back, if they say, no, you're out of here or you've resigned, then you have to give me a call. You have to take back that resignation very, very quickly. Right. But no, can you get the job back? Only if the company agrees. We can't make them, but if they won't agree, what we can do is get you severance. What kind of time frame you got? A couple days, maybe? Yeah, when it comes to taking back a resignation in the heat of the moment, you got two days, three kind of at the most. If it's right. a weekend, you know, you have the weekend. Anything beyond that, you're considered to kind of really have meant it. So heat of the moment by definition means it was the heat of the moment. As soon as that heat of the moment went away, I told the company I'm coming back. Yeah. So a couple of days, that's all you got. Don't wait a year. No, don't even <laughs> yeah, wait a week. I remember way back when yeah. uh, last Christmas. I didn't Christmas. mean it. <laughs> Not a good idea. We'll take a, a short break. More of your emails. It is help at employmenthour.com. Very simple. The phone number 1-855-821-5900. And always, we'll talk about it uh, when we come back as well. Severancepaycalculator.com. It's the Employment Hour right here. Global News Radio. Severancepaycalculator.com. Before we move into more of our emails, give me some details on that, uh, Lior. We love this uh, particular app and uh, website, I guess, for that matter. Yeah, we talked uh, on the show last week about things you got to watch out for. And one of mm -hmm. them was if you're staring at a severance letter, a termination letter, you got to be careful because that letter is going to contain an inadequate and inappropriate severance offer. Always, always, always. So what do we do about that? The way to fix that problem to make sure that you have the information, very simple, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. And it's so easy because it takes seconds and you answer three questions and you're done. You find out how much you're owed. Now, what the company says you're owed, not what your Uncle Bob thinks you should be getting, what the law says. So severancepaycalculator.com, it's free. It's anonymous. You don't have to put in any information that's personal to you, like your name, like the company's name, none of that. 
It's just for you to find out the right information, to have that information available to you so that you know when you need to seek proper advice. Check it out right now if you haven't already, even if you're just curious about your entitlements or if your, fra- your father, your mother, your uh, friend lost their job, tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. Get back to our emails. Always uh, good to read through these and uh, lessons learned as well if you're listening and it's not specifically your email. Tina is up next, says, I've been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there anymore. Do you have any advice? Well, I guess it's nice to be needed. Yeah, right. Uh, but that said, no. In this type of situation, if you're not ready to come back to work, you cannot and should not go back to work. I guess I'm giving some medical advice here, but the reality is that if you're physically unable to work and you try to do it, you'll probably hurt yourself. But beyond that, the company cannot make you come back to work before you are cleared by your doctor. Yes, I understand that the company may need you, but that's what the law says. There's no exceptions to situations where the company really wants you to come back. So what does she do here? She simply provides them a note from her doctor. Go see your doctor. Get a note that says you cannot work yet. And if the doctor wants to say when you'll be ready to come back to work, in a week, in a month, in six months, fine. Otherwise, the doctor can leave it open-ended, saying you'll be evaluated again in the near future. But if, as long as the doctor says that, you cannot and she cannot be punished in any way. I cannot overemphasize this enough. They can't say, well, we needed you and you weren't here, so you're, you're gone. Or they can't say, well, now because you weren't here, we're going to demote you. We're going to give you less compensation. That's illegal. So as long as she has her support from a doctor, okay, as long as she has that, she can say no, and she should say no. And anything that they try to do to her, not only would, would it be illegal, it could be a wrongful dismissal, it could also be a human rights violation. So please understand that the law does not have a sense of humor. The law comes down hard on employers that don't let people take off a disability leave when they can't work. You know, under that topic, you often talk about uh, the problem with employers sniffing around looking for diagnosis versus prognosis. Talk about that. So a company may say, well, you know, we have some suspicions about whether you should be off work. So we want to know everything. We want to know what the medical condition is, what treatment you're getting. Uh, We want to know what your symptoms are. We want to know everything. Uh, Well, no, not so fast. The company does not have a right to ask you these personal questions. They cannot ask you for your diagnosis. They cannot ask you what is your medical condition, what medication you're taking. Those are personal questions, and they're questions that are irrelevant to the uh, employer. What a company is allowed to ask you is your prognosis. In other words, how long are you going to be away from work? Uh, What limitations you may have when you come back from work? Those are questions that are legitimate and the employer is allowed to ask and should have that information. But if your employer crosses the line into diagnosis, if they want to know more personal information about your medical condition, you're absolutely well within your rights to say, no, I am not going to answer that. That's not appropriate. And if they insist, if they penalize you, if they say you can't come back to work unless you give us that information, that's illegal. You give me a call and I'll make sure that they essentially get off your back. You bet. one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. Get to one from, uh, from Richard here. It says, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. This was a very difficult decision for me because I've been with the company for 10 years. Should I ask for any specific terms in my employment agreement with the new company? Well, this is a very good question, and it's very smart of him to be thinking about those issues when he's about to to sign a new agreement. So if you leave a new job, a secure job, to join a new company, you got to be very careful. You're leaving a secure job with entitlements. 
and you take a new job. Obviously, you, it's a new job. You don't know if things are going to work out. You don't know what's going to happen. So you have to be careful. And one of the ways you, you, you're careful and one of the ways you protect yourself is by not signing a silly employment agreement. What I mean by that is why ever leave a secure job to start a new job just to be put on probation? Yeah. Or why leave a secure job to join a new job and sign a termination clause that essentially allows the company to let you go without severance? Or does recognize your past 10 years or Horrible. whatever, right? Yeah. You can't do that. No. So what, what do you do? Well, less is more. So I would actually be happy you, to leave a secure job and not sign an agreement at all with a new company. Let the law dictates, nice. dictate what your entitlements are. If you're going to sign an agreement, make sure that you're not put on probation. Make sure that there's nothing limiting your future entitlements. Make sure that there's nothing there that gives the company the right to change your job, your, your compensation, to put you on a layoff temporarily. Less is more. So even though you may think, well, wait a second, I want to protect myself in an employment agreement, the law, frankly, is all the protection that you need. But what you are, you, you are allowed to do, and some people do without realizing, is you can give up those legal rights that you have, yeah. not realizing you've done that in an employment agreement. So what I want them to do is read that employment agreement carefully. Make sure that there's nothing in there that shouldn't be. Call me if he, if he has any questions. Let me take a look at it. But remember, less is more when it comes to employment agreements. And this especially holds true, I guess you'd say, if you were if you were headhunted or, as you call, induced to go to another workplace. It's even more important. Even more important because with an inducement situation, in a situation where you have been recruited from another job, if you lose that other job, depending on when you lost it, you may get credit for the service you had with the previous company. Right. So you don't want to sign an employment agreement that eliminates that service, that says, no, we're not going to acknowledge that service. We're going to put you on probation. Why, why ever leave a secure job? Why ever agree to take on a job with a new company just to put yourself and your family at risk like that? You have to be very careful whenever you start a new job, especially if, you if you're leaving a job where you're at for, for a bunch of years. There's always questions. Always a good time to call 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. That is the email address we are pulling these from. Get to more of those in just a bit after we take a short break here at the Employment Hour on Global News Radio. 1-855-821-5900, severancepaycalculator.com is what you want to use to find out what your severance should be. The real amount, the amount that matters is uh, available on that site, whether it's on Android or tablet or your desktop. There's a contact button at the bottom to get a hold of Lior. And there's absolutely no charge. You can't pay for it, even if you wanted to. Wish gas was like that. Uh, the emails is what we're getting through today. Marianne is up next, says, the dentist I work for. Is about to retire and close his practice. I asked about severance and he had uh, no idea what I was talking about. I've worked for him as a hygienist for 10 years. Am I owed anything? Yeah, the dentist doesn't know what, what, what she's talking about. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not laughing or making fun of this, but it just brings me back to so many of these situations that I've seen before. You know, doctors are good people, okay? doesn't matter, dentist uh, or what kind of doctor. But they're just not great with severance. Yeah, they're, they're not they great necessarily with running the business. Right. Okay? And, and they'll tell you that. I have friends yep. that are doctors and they say the same thing, that yep. I wish I didn't have to worry about running the business. I just well, want to be a practitioner. Yeah, I yeah. just want to practice medicine. I yeah. want to, you know, help people. And that's great. I understand that. But one of the things, obviously, in terms of running a business is understanding your obligations as an employer, okay? Mm -hmm. So in this particular situation, yeah, of course the dentist owes her severance. Based on her age, her position, and the length of employment, she could easily be owed a year's severance in this situation. You know, she's been there for, for 10 years or so. Now, how much severance may depend on how much advance notice she received of the, uh, uh, of the clinic closing down. But beyond that, she gets severance. So it doesn't really matter if your employer understands this or not. It doesn't matter if you're working for a doctor or somewhere else. It's your job. I always say you cannot count on your employer 
to tell you what you're owed or to tell you the right amount because they may not know even if they mean well. It's your job. So that's why you're here listening to our show. That's why I tell you to go to severancepaycalculator.com. And that's why I tell you to reach out to me so that you can make sure that you get everything that you're owed. So yes, she gets severance. doesn't matter if she works for a small clinic. Maybe there's only two or three people in the office. She absolutely gets severance. Could be as much as a year. If she doesn't get it, she really has to call me right away. It's always those two words, advance notice, that people always wonder about when we do this show. So say, uh, say she's owed... A year severance, as you say, and her uh, employer, the doctor, comes up, or in this, or in this case, a dentist says, six months from now, I'll be letting you go. So that six months counts towards her severance. Okay. So if your employer gives you advance notice of the termination of your employment, that period of notice counts towards your severance. So if you're owed 12 months of severance and your employer gives you six months advance notice mm-hmm. of the termination... That they means they've given you six months and you're owed another six months of severance on the 12. back end. Yeah. Six and six is 12, exactly. If they had given her eight months notice, that she would be owed four. If they'd given her 12 months notice, then she may not have been owed anything. So the amount of notice that an employer gives does count towards severance, but it's important to understand that just because you got notice does not mean you got enough notice. And if you did not get enough notice, the difference has to be made up in severance, in payment, in dollars. Uh, so the severance pay calculator also works for notice. What I mean by that is if you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you find out that you're owed uh, 16 months of severance, the same thing can be said about notice. So you're owed 16 months of notice. Right. And if you've been let go and you haven't received that amount, that difference has to be made out in payment in severance. one 821 5900 is that number. You know, I get a lot of people saying, you know, when it comes to, to, to medical practices, you know, it's like they might not have a year or six months notice. The doctor or dentist may come up and say, by the way, next week, I'm shutting her down. So you're out of here. So they're going to think to themselves, well, if, if they're shutting down the practice, where are they going to get the money to pay my severance? But that doesn't, that doesn't get them off the hook. Absolutely does not get them off the hook. You know, at the end of the day, a business like that, doesn't matter if it's doctor's office, let's use doctor's office just for this example, would still have money and assets and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they have to meet those financial obligations. Nice. What you don't want to do is you don't want to sit and wait for a couple of years because by then the business that shut down two years before may not have any money to pay those obligations. So definitely if a business is going to shut down, it's going to be sold, it's going to be uh, moving away, you got to really act quickly. It is help at employmenthour.com and that is the, uh, the address, the email address you want to use for the remainder of the show as well. Jimmy says, I just received notice, there you are, that our office will be shutting down in 12 months. I want to leave and take another job. Can I still get severance? That, that's a question that I often get whenever we're talking about notice because let's face it, it's not the best scenario. It's not no. the most comfortable scenario to continue working when someone gave you notice you're going to be gone at some point. So many people want to leave and they say, you know, I just want to get paid my severance. Well, here's the thing. The reality is that if you leave instead of staying for the notice period, you've resigned and then you don't get severance. So if the company says we're going to let you go in 12 months and you say a month into it, I'm out of here, that's fine. You could do that. But then you don't get paid anything else. You don't get paid additional compensation. You don't get paid severance. So, so you're walking away from it. And it may make sense. Maybe you found a really great job. Right. So you don't really care about severance. You want to take that great job. Terrific. But if your goal is to get severance, you can't do that. Now, one of the things you should be able to do, or at least worth trying, is to tell the company, company, tell you what, why not, instead of me working here for the next 12 months, because you know, it's going to be a bit uncomfortable. Why don't I go home now and you pay me something instead? It may not be the full 12 months, but maybe it's something uh, in between you know, 0 and 12 that you can work out with the company. Right. Now, the company doesn't have to say yes to that, but it's worth trying. 
If the company won't agree to that, if the company will say no, then if you leave before the end of the notice period, that is a resignation and no further compensation is going to be owed. Do you find that's very successful when you've tried that or your clients have tried that? How about you, you know, throw me a bone, give me five months or four months instead of the full year so I can leave now? Quite successful. It Quite is, successful eh? Wow. Because usually the only reason the company gave them notice to begin with is because they didn't want to pay the full amount of severance. Right. So if you've given them op- the option to maybe pay somewhat less severance, then oftentimes it does work. So yes, I, I've been very successful with that. So it's worth trying. What you want to make it clear to the company is, I'm not resigning. I just want to talk about an option here. The option right. is that instead of me staying for the period of time, I'll leave early and you'll simply pay me something on the back end. And if that's something you can agree to, that's great. If not, and you decide to resign anyway, no problem, but no severance is going to be paid. More emails coming up. It is help at employmenthour.com. Phone call always works. one 821 where we're not on the air. Lots more Employment Hour is on the way. This is Global News Radio. one 821 5900 is the number. We are answering a bunch of emails on the show this time around. It is help at employmenthour.com. Michelle writes in, says... My employer let me uh, let me go because they say I don't work fast enough. I have never had any complaints before, but I am slowing down with age. Is this right? Yeah. Well, we, we touched uh, recently on the show on the the aging workforce, and we talked about the fact that if an employee is slowing down or is not able to do the job the way they used to because of their age or a medical condition maybe associated with age, they can't be punished for it. Okay, because if they are punished, that's a human rights violation here. So in this situation, what I would tell her is this, very simply, if you are slowing down because of your age, say so. Maybe even go beyond that and give them a note from your doctor saying that, you know, for medical reasons, uh, you may need some uh, help and understanding from your company because you may not be able to do your job as quickly as possible. Because once they have that, once they know that this is not you being lazy, this is not you slacking off, once they know that it's not that, they can't punish you. They can't warn you. They can't put you on a performance improvement plan. They certainly cannot fire you, okay? So because of that, that's what you need to do. You need to provide that information to the employer. They may not know. They may not know that this is age-related or medical-related. They may just think, you know what? You're not working as hard. You're slacking. You're slacking off. Well, if that's what happens, you need to educate your employer and inform them. And if they still say, well, we don't care. It's your problem. You got to do the job as fast as, as you always have or else. Well, then wait a second. Now it becomes a human rights issue potentially age discrimination, uh, discrimination on the basis of a medical condition or a disability, they can't do that. But you can't just assume that they know. They can't assume, well, they know I'm 65, so they know I can't work as quickly. No, they don't know that. You have to tell them and ideally give them something from a doctor. And if that doesn't change it, if they still push you, they still try to bully you, then you got to really give me a call. You know, it's amazing. It's something as simple as, as realizing what the problem is, going to a doctor and getting a simple note. That has shielded you from any, any, any hassle. It's shielded really. you. It's given you a, a, a whole host of legal rights. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's very simple. Certainly in a situation like this, you walk into your doctor, you can walk out of there with that note in, in a few minutes, I'm sure. Uh, and, and it's very important. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people uh, get upset, understandably, that their employer won't cooperate. But you have to trigger the obligation on the employer's part by giving giving them something from a doctor. And then they have to accommodate you. At that point, it's the ball's in their court to accommodate. They now have the obligations. They now have the responsibility to accommodate. And again, if they don't, the law punishes them. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. It is help at employmenthour.com. Ellen, next email. Lior says, uh, my boss is always very rude and demeaning. He yells at me regularly and puts me down in front of other employees. 
I've talked to HR several times about this, and they keep saying that they will speak to him. So far, nothing's been changed. I'm very stressed, and I'm losing sleep. How do I make this harassment stop? Very, very common scenario. I see this all the time. I talk to a lot of people that find themselves being harassed, being bullied in the workplace, uh, and nothing has been done to protect or help them. So let's start from the beginning and say that no one, no one should be subject to bullying and harassment in the workplace. Okay, it's a very basic right that we have, which is to work in a proper, supportive, and healthy work environment. Okay, that goes without saying, and it applies to everyone. Now, if she's being bullied, she's being harassed, she did the right thing. She went to HR, she told them about it, she gave them an opportunity to fix the problem. She gave them an opportunity to make sure that they know so they can do something about it and and give her back the, the work environment that she deserves to have. But if they don't do anything about it, despite the efforts, now it's a problem. So what I want her to do is make sure that HR can't say that they didn't know. Put it in writing, send them an email confirming what happened. You know, I, I've talked to you in the past about this, this boss uh, harassing me, please do something, or you haven't done anything, can you please do something now? Put that in writing. Make sure that there's a record that you went to HR, because if you go to the HR office, speak to the HR person, I don't know, maybe later they'll say, oh, that's not what we understood, or it never happened. It becomes your word against someone else's. So avoid that, put that in writing. And if at that point still nothing is done, Still, HR or whoever it is doesn't fix the problem, doesn't deal with it, doesn't talk with the bully, then you got to give me a call. At that point, it could be potentially a human rights issue. It can certainly be a constructive dismissal. We can potentially get you out of there because if it's impacting your health now, well, that's a problem. You may end up going off on a disability leave, on a, on a leave of absence because of depression or anxiety, etc. That's not something that you want to avoid Put it in writing. If they don't do anything about it, let me deal with it. Again, it's like our previous email with the age-related thing. It's as simple as getting the ball rolling and putting it in their court because you've had written written proof that it's happening, right? Absolutely. I, I, I I actually met someone in my office this week where he worked for a large retailer. And he felt that he was being uh, harassed and bullied, and I think he absolutely was. But every time he went to speak with the, with the HR or, or the operations manager, it was always verbal. And my concern was, well, wait a second. They can, I don't know if they will, but they can come back and say, oh, we didn't know about it. You never told us anything. So what I told them to do is put that in writing. Start sending emails instead of going to speak to someone. Yeah. Don't speak to someone. Or if you speak to someone, come back to your, your office or home after and confirm it in writing. And if you create that written record, if you put that in writing, the company can't ignore it. They can't say it never happened. Now the ball's in their court to do something to fix the problem, to make sure that you're not being harassed anymore. Put it in writing. Give the company the chance to fix it. If they don't fix it, that's when I get involved. Plus, you always run the risk that the person you told verbally, they might get a new job and not be there in a month. There's, yeah. I, you, you never and then know. What? And then what? Exactly. Then there's absolutely no record of it, and, right? You know, and even giving people the benefit of the doubt, sometimes uh, things mis- get misunderstood. Yep. I didn't really understand what you were saying, whatever it is. If yeah. it's in writing, if it's clear in writing, it cannot be ignored. So that's why I say, you know, we have email. Back, can you imagine, you know, 25, 30 years ago, oh, yeah. you didn't have that option. So a lot of uh, employees' rights could not be documented. Right now, everyone, we have our beautiful smartphones or we have our computers. Get on, send a quick email. It works every time. More of your emails coming up as we get to the last few minutes of this show. There's also the phone number anytime, even when the show is not happening. It's one 855 821 And email again, help at employmenthour.com. We'll continue after a short break. This is the Employment Hour. It's on Global News Radio.
1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Want to find out, and you should want to find out exactly what your severance should be. It's not on the paper. It's not what your Uncle Bob told you, not what your neighbor said. Check out SeverancePayCalculator.com. And get the uh, the straight goods email as well, helpandemploymenthour.com. Neil says, my mother told me her boss six months ago that she uh, plans on retiring. They uh, convinced her to stay, so she continued working. Now, six months later, they let her go. And they say that because she was going to retire anyway. They don't have to pay. <laughs> they don't have to pay or anything. Is that right? Well, nice try. I think your reaction there says it all, John. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice try. Nice try. Uh, in- indeed. No, of course they can't do that. Now, she was going to retire. She was going to resign. Fine. No problem. If they had let her do that, they would not have owed her yep. anything. That's the reality. But they wanted her to stay. She agreed to stay. Once she's agreed to stay, she's back. It's as if it never happened. Mm-hmm. At that point, she's a regular employee like everyone else. So if they want to let her go, no problem. They can, but they have to pay her full severance. They can't go back in time and say, you know how you said back six months ago you were going to leave? Well, now we're going to take you up on it, and now you don't, we don't have to pay you. It doesn't work that way. The employee is the only one that gets to decide if they leave, when they leave, how they leave, okay? If they leave of their own volition. You can't tell someone, we, we've decided you've retired. You, we've decided you've resigned. The only yeah. employee, or only one can t- decide about a resignation is the employee. So in this case, John, no, they've terminated her employment. She is wrongfully dismissed if she hasn't gotten her severance. They owe her compensation. And the fact that she was going to leave six months earlier anyway does not change this in any way. Neil, I always tell your mom, severancepaycalculator.com and find out what she is owed. Beyond that point, there's always the phone call as well, one 821 5900 Get uh, down to Don here. Don says, I was given another role with less response, fewer responsibilities and no direct reports. I don't really want to take the new position, but I'm afraid of my employer's reaction. If I don't, any advice? Well, this is obviously a, a classic constructive dismissal. She's been given a different role and lesser responsibilities. If she used to have reports, people are reporting to her, now she doesn't. Well, that's a demotion, yeah. right? Anytime you used to be a manager because people reported to you and now you don't have uh, reports, you're not a manager, that's a demotion. So she doesn't have to accept it and because if she uh, chooses not to, that's a constructive dismissal. So what I would do here is very simple. I would tell the company why she doesn't want to accept. Make it very clear that I feel this is a significant change, that this may hurt my future career prospects because I'm not going to be a manager anymore, that this you know, helps or hurts my reputation uh, in, the, uh, in, in the office, that people are going to look differently at me, so I don't want to accept it. Put that in writing. Make it clear that they know why. Now, if they back off, terrific. Okay, they may say, we're not going to make you do this. We understand. You're right. We're going to keep you in the same job. But if they do it anyway, they say, well, we disagree. We want you in this position. So that's what we're doing. Then she can treat that as a constructive dismissal. Then she can leave with severance. She doesn't have to, but she has that right. My concern, of course, with not doing that, if she decides to be the good soldier and to accept this demotion, is that she's given them the right to do it again in the future. Next time, it could even be a bigger change. So again, if your employer changes the terms of employment, like in this case, it's a demotion, the option is to treat that as a constructive dismissal. one 821 5900 is the number. We'll get to uh, one more email here. Patricia says, I hear my boss often making fun of my weight behind my back. She often refers to me as the fat girl in the front. Can you believe it? Uh, how do I get her to stop? 
Yeah, and and this is a situation that obviously is going to it's unacceptable at work. I mean, I can't believe that an employer w- would do that. Uh, but he, obviously, you don't have to take that. You don't have to suffer through that. That's not something that uh, is acceptable in any workplace. I don't care where you work. I don't care who your boss is. Yeah. So what I would do is I would tell the boss in no uncertain terms. And by the way, in writing, okay. Again, remember what I said before. Always in writing that I, you know, this type of comments behavior is not acceptable to me. It's unprofessional. It's insulting. It's degrading. Uh, and so please stop. Get, t- put that in writing. And if these things continue, then yes, you have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. That's harassment. That's bullying. Again, depending on the situation, it can also be a human rights violation. Yeah. Now, if she's had enough, if she says, well, I can't continue working with this person that's been saying these things about me, so I, I don't even want to go there. Well, she may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal right now. She may not have to wait or give the company the chance to, or the employer the chance to, uh, to fix the problem. But if her goal is just to make her stop and continue working, put that in writing. Tell the, your employer, tell this boss exactly what she is doing wrong, that it's unacceptable, that you don't want to do, work in an environment like that. And if she doesn't at that point fix it, if she still continues in that behavior, let me know and let me get you out of there. Yeah, that, that's wrong. And you know, I, I, I find that to be completely irresponsible and completely uh, just, you know, such a terrible thing to say to someone. I can't believe that. And, and no one should have to tolerate that. What's the advice for the employer who has someone on their staff, possibly maybe in a position of power that's doing the same thing? Don't have any patience for that, okay? Right. I, I say that if you know of that type of behavior, if you know someone mistreating other employees, you cannot have any patience for it. You cannot tolerate it. I'm not saying go out and fire people, but make it clear that they understand what the expectations are. Make sure they understand what your policies are, what the w- proper workplace conduct and behavior is towards other colleagues, and make sure they understand that there's zero tolerance for that, okay? You can't mess around with this because then you, the employer, can end up getting sued if okay. there's a problem. So if you know of uh, someone that's mistreating other employees, if you're the employer or the HR manager, it's on you to go to them and say, no, that's not acceptable. We're not going to tolerate that. I'm giving you a warning right now. Put that warning in writing. And if the behavior still continues, at that point, you may want to consider a termination. These are very serious matters. We'll take it for another week. You want to get a hold of Lior anytime, there's always that phone number, one 821 5900 The email address, of course, we've been using all hour is help at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't tried it yet, we've made reference to it. I know Lior can do it in his head, but uh, you and I probably can't. So go to severancepaycalculator.com. Three bits of uh, very simple information. We'll give you a number at the bottom, how much severance you are owed. It is very simple to use on your desktop, your smartphone, or your tablet. No charge whatsoever, and there's a contact button at the bottom, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.